Yeah, the research really shows that generally it's around six touch points. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> a customer needs before they're willing to make a purchase decision or, you know, part with their, their money. Welcome to Your Branding Playbook, the podcast that breaks down digital and branding into bite-sized pieces. I'm Holly Ferling, and I'm thrilled to be one half of your hosting duo. And I'm Abe Kana, Managing Director of Vezini, bringing years of experience in the world of tech to help guide you through the rapidly evolving digital landscape. Whether you're a small startup or a large corporation, we're here to take the complexities out of digital and branding so you can take your business to the next level. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. And Abe, another tactical episode. We do love these ones. Let's talk about branding touch points. So I've got a business and I've got my website. Surely that's enough for people to find me. Yeah, it is. And look, it's a great it's a great way for people to discover your business, but there's definitely a lot more that you need beyond just a website to be able to create brand touch points, both um you know, on different channels, your website's just one channel, but you know, another touch point that people maybe don't know about is obviously social media. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so we're talking digitally, what other touch points are there that, that I might have as, as part of a business? Yeah. So obviously social media is a really good one. It's a way for you to engage with your audience, but people often utilize, you know, print or digital collateral blogs, email marketing, there's any number of ways that you can communicate and I guess create touch points with your audience. Um, and those are just a few that that come to mind, but um, it really depends on the type of industry you're in and the type of business that you're running. But what the ones that we see that are most common, obviously, yeah, are your website, your social media, um, any collateral that you create for your business that you might share, whether it's in print or digital, and then your email marketing, obviously is quite quite important as well. So essentially, it's any time that a customer might come into contact with my business. Um, who needs touch points, and and who needs to do them well? Like, surely there's certain businesses that need this more than others. Is there is there a correlation at all between who needs what? Yeah, look, to be honest, I would probably say that it applies to pretty much most businesses. Um, you know, you could be an, a tax accountant or a financial advisor, all the way through to a um, e-commerce store or a physical retail store. Um, all of those types of businesses need to create brand touch points and they're so important when it comes to dealing and, and obviously connecting and building familiarity with your customer base. Um, particularly, there might be customers that you already interact with or transact with, but there could be also a wider pool out there of people that are yet to know about your business. So there's different, I guess, stages of that customer life cycle that you need to look at and that's why it's so important to create those touch points to ensure that your business is remaining front of mind. So you mentioned familiarity. Why do we need touch points? So that's one one reason why, but yeah, is there is there other ways that touch points can actually build on your business? Yeah, definitely. Like there's obviously ways that by creating those touch points you can also build trust mm. in your brand. Um, because trust is obviously a very important thing when people think about whether you're going to transact with your business. And if they can't trust you, then they're probably not going to part with their money. So creating touch points where you're adding value, showing thought leadership, um, you know, positioning yourself as someone that they can rely upon 
is really important. Um, and, and one particular example that comes to mind that we actually spoke about um, before we recorded this episode today um, was like real estate agents, like when it comes to, you know, selling your home, generally mm-hmm. speaking, people only do that in, you know, say every couple of years, or maybe they only buy one home or sell one home. So, you know, the, the actual, I guess, total span of that transaction or that time is, is quite long. So, you know, often you'll have a, a potentially a buyer or a seller in uh, in the case of the person that's wanting to sell, you're wanting to make sure that when it does in fact come time for them to sell their property, that they they think of you um, as the a, the one agent to go to. Uh, and by creating what we call brand touch points, you're obviously reinforcing to that potential seller or buyer um, that you're the preferred choice over Joe Blogs up the road. Absolutely. It's isn't it funny? You actually never know what touch points going to pay off in the end or what's the one that has subconsciously made that link in someone's brain about being the expert or being the right choice for them. Let alone so that that might necessarily be a a cold connection or or, or a consumer that hasn't actually interacted with your business before, but let alone also ones that have interacted with your business and are possible repeat customers or tossing up whether they're going to be repeat customers. Um, Speaking of sales, how many touch points does one need in order to make a sale or how, or how many touch points does a a customer need in order to make that decision to, to part with their money? Yeah. The research really shows that generally it's around six touch points. Oh, wow. um, (laughs) Customer needs before they're willing to make a purchase decision or, you know, part with their, their money. Yeah, well, what are some of the key ones? So social media, you mentioned, your website is another. What are some of the key ones that I guess are a bit bang for buck but but also probably most simple for, for businesses to begin to execute? Yeah, look, one that I feel like is probably a little bit underrated, I must say, is like email marketing. Mm. Um, people think, oh, you know, who's going to open my emails? Everyone gets thousands of emails. But you'd be surprised by um, how much value you can create and I guess – familiarity and awareness you can build in your brand by simply sending out maybe a monthly newsletter or a quarterly newsletter, or even when there's a special promotion on that, you're sending out communication around that and really targeting or personalizing that communication to people. Um, Another really good one obviously is um, creating um, like video-based content. That's another brand touch point as well. Um, And that can be really helpful as well to be able to build loyalty and familiarity in the actual people behind the brand because often people will you know maybe will will transact with you not because what you're selling or what you're providing but more who the core people are depending on if you're in a service-based business it's quite common is that people will actually buy into the person not the product or service so being able to show people who you are and and um put yourself out there and in a way that's going to be easily digestible is really important so that's probably two kind of examples that you know don't necessarily require a lot of uh i guess effort or investment to kind of incorporate into your business, but I think can be really, really um, effective at creating consistency in your touch points. Yeah. So there's obviously uh, like when I think about touch points and a business, you always think about the pre-purchase side of things, like convincing someone to buy with you. Is there a a post-purchase strategy towards touch points that someone could execute? Yeah, definitely. I think if you're considering um, looking at that post-purchase, you know, customer lifecycle, it's really about being consistent and 
also intentional in the way that you go about it. And particularly when you think about the, I guess, the life cycle of your customer, depending on the type of transaction, it can vary from business to business. But what's most important is to probably take a step back and look at the the wider lifespan of the customer post-purchase and how potentially you could, I guess, stay in contact with them or create, I guess, touch points with those, with those customers to potentially then create further opportunities in the future. Um, and that may vary from business to business, depending on how frequently, you know, someone might purchase, obviously, you know, if you're a, a you know, a grocery store, like your calls or a Woolies, and obviously that, that, frequency of the transaction is a lot more, you know, quicker. But like I said before, if you're in a business where you're a tax accountant, you know, that's only one time a year, but how do we actually create consistency and, um, and actually, you know, drive value to that existing customer base to reinforce to them that, you know, you're, you're there and that you're there to help. And to me, it sounds, yeah, all part of a strategy, isn't it? You, you've used the word, intentional uh, quite a number of times already in this episode, but it does seem to be that you could do this really haphazard and um, bit wishy-washy and and you still might get results. But if you align it with strategy, you're probably likely to get more cut through. Yeah, definitely. And if I think what's really important as well is that you, you need to really follow a kind of set process. And I think you know, there are kind of five core things that, that come to mind. Um, and if you were looking at, you know, how do I implement brand touch points in my business? These are kind of five core things that you can do tomorrow. And this, this will, you know, help you get some momentum on, on really thinking about this in the correct lens. Um, the first step is to obviously separate your customers into what we call buckets or segments. And that'll really help you understand who your customers are, you know, or who your audience is, you know, whether it's post-purchase or pre-purchase, um, and then really define those characteristics. The second thing you've got to do is obviously then identify, you know, who your existing touch point or what your existing touch points are, and then understand at what point are they interacting with your brand. Um, that's not just looking at, you know, the I guess the messaging, but also looking at the visuals too, because it's really important that, you know, you can you can have the best touch point and it can be a really really compelling message but if the consistency in the visuals aren't there then that's obviously also potentially doing you a disservice um so that's also one thing that you know a little tidbit for you if you are considering what your existing touch points are is you know are those existing touch points good do they need to be reviewed so that's actually something that you should look at as well um once you've done that, you can then ask to start to look at, okay, well, you know, where have I neglected my customers or my audience? And then start to refine where you can actually add additional brand touch points to help improve that, that process. And then to actually go about the process of building that touch point, like, well, all right, well, you know, I've found where my neglect is and where I've been, you know, maybe you've had a customer that you haven't spoken to for two years and they transacted with you, you know, yonks ago. Um, you know, it's then a matter of trying to implement, you know, a, a system or a data tracking tool that can allow you to then understand your customer better and creating a bit of a profile around them. So, you know, okay, well, this is my customer. This is their behaviors. This is what maybe they've done in the past or, um, you know, or this is the segment that they kind of fit into. And then you can really start to tailor the brand touch points around that particular profile or segment that you've created. Um, and then obviously what's most important is nothing should be static. You know, you need to consider that things will have to adjust over time. So don't be afraid to change 
um, once you've set a plan in place, because it's all well and good for you to have that plan and say, yep, this is an area of neglect. This is what I can do based on the data that I have. But you might find that, you know, that might fall flat on its face. So just be prepared that you may need to adjust that in order to really help resonate with your intended audience. Because, you know, if you think about social media, we get bombarded with all this marketing, mm. you know, day in, day out, Monday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, morning and night. So you've really got to think about how you're going to cut through the noise and make something meaningful that's going to create a good touch point with your audience. Yeah, wow. There, there is a lot to this, but also as well, I guess, if it all aligns to your company strategy and your branding strategy, um, it all kind of makes sense a, a lot of the time, making sure that your messages are in your own tone of voice and everything. I do take it though that this is something that Vezanique is excels at and, and is something that that you guys I guess provide to your clients yeah definitely like we've helped um, businesses in, in a multitude of different industries you know um, like we touched on before we um, have helped some customers that are in the real estate industry but also um, you know financial advisory manufacturing a host of them um, but I think what's more important is for you to understand is, is if you've identified that maybe you don't have enough brand touch points like you know as we said before you know but in some cases it requires six or six or more um, touch points before a person's willing to interact or transact with the customer, with the business, um, then, you know, maybe it's a wider conversation that you need to have internally within your business with whether it's you know, just you or, you know, you've got a, a team of people that um, I guess are in charge of that aspect of the business, then obviously engaging uh, an agency like Visionique to kind of provide almost like a non-biased external uh, opinion on on how you can improve that um, is is very helpful because obviously sometimes you might not have the time or or capacity internally within your business to actually commit to building those touch points, um, and that's where we can really come in and, and obviously help you understand what you know what you're doing and where maybe you could improve and 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 how you could get there because you know we might not necessarily be able to do everything for you but I think what's more important is to have a strategic partner that you can kind of rely upon to help you get there. Absolutely. And having that that outside voice as well that's, as you mentioned before, not biased in, in one slight bit and <laughs> invested in making sure that, that your company goes well. Um, Abe, thank you again for your time today. I think there's plenty of nuggets in there that everyone's going to latch on to. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you or your business needs help in the branding or digital space, or you'd like to continue today's conversation, Feel free to connect with me, Abe Kana, on LinkedIn or visit our website, bezanique.com. More details can be found in the show notes. This podcast was recorded on the Ngunnawal and Turrbal lands. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.